Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Sarah Centrella Show. I am excited for our chat today because those of you who followed me for any kind of period of time know about my personal struggle around weight, body image, confidence, just all of that. Um, I did the self pride, started the self pride challenge going on four years ago now, uh, as part of my own personal way to address it. And so when I came across our guest today, I was just really intrigued a by her story. You guys know, I love a good story, uh, a good success story. And also the way that, uh, she's approaching weight loss and health and all of those incredible things. So Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Brianna Agstadt, and she is um, a certified health and wellness coach and personal trainer, and we are going to get into all the good good on, you know, living our healthy, best possible life um, and some and some weight loss tips. So welcome to the show, Brianna. So excited to have you on. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah. So before we kind of jump into our weight loss tips and kind of all the nitty gritty of that, which I'm excited to do uh, selfishly for my own reasons, but for everyone else's too, uh, we always start with a little bit of backstory on this show so that we can kind of get to know you a little more. And also so that we can put some reality into the fact that no one becomes an overnight sensation, no one becomes an overnight success. There's always a lot of hustle that goes into any success. Um, so can you take us back to before this journey started for you? Where were you? What was your life like? You know, what, what started this spark um, for you? So I had a pretty rough childhood. I didn't have, I lost my parents um, both at a pretty young age. I didn't have like the best upbringing. And I was always overweight. I was always all through school and stuff. I hated school so much. <laughs> I just hated going. I didn't have that many friends. I was not, you know, I, I didn't have like nice clothes. I was picked on for various reasons, but it really got, I got heavily bullied. Came like come middle school, I started to really get picked on. And I feel like I always remember this in fifth grade was the first comment I had. So I was probably what, 10 at that age, at that grade. Um, and just somebody made a comment. They were like, yeah, you're, you're a pretty big girl. And I'm like, oh, I am. I, I didn't even, I wasn't thinking like that yet. And that's where like, it just kind of planted the seed. And yeah, by middle school, I was, I was, I was heavy. I was probably, I don't know, like 160, you know, I was just re approaching 200 pounds already. And I eventually did get to that point. Um, but I think with all the bullying and stuff like that, there was so much pressure to, not be heavy. And my best friend was always like such a toothpick. And I always wanted to look just like her. I remember my mom telling me, she was like, you will never look like her. Like you, you won't like your body's just different. You won't look like that. And it, another seed was planted to where it's like, Oh, like this is my reality. This is my forever. And she would tell me, you know, your dad and I always struggle with our weight. And so it was just like, Oh, this, this is probably going to be it for me. <laughs> um, yeah. But I did develop an eating disorder, which was bulimia at, at, by the time I was 13, I was, I was bulimic and that lasted until 23. 
So I was about 23, 24. Um, and I lost weight doing that, you know, and it was like, and then, you know, then I'd gain weight. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was so young. I had no direction. Um, but I remember seeking help for it. Cause I thought, cause at this point in my early twenties, I was still bulimic. Nobody knew, nobody knew, not a, not a soul. Um, I had a daughter at that point and I was hitting the gym. So I was in really good shape. I even had great muscle definition. So I was like, Oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. But I did have this epiphany one day where I was like this, you don't have to do this forever. I thought, am I going to be in like a nursing home, like making myself sick? Like, am I going right. to do this forever? And that's where I was like, no, like, no, I, I can change this. This is my life. Like I'm going to do this. And, but like, I felt like I had so many walls, this we're talking 2013, 2014, there was just no resources. There weren't, I mean, eating disorders weren't really talked about yet. There was nothing, nothing like social media. Like people talk about stuff now, like it's, it's such a good thing. That wasn't a thing then. Um, dietitian after dietitian, nutritionist, therapist, it's like nobody understood And, you know, I tried programs and things like that. And eventually I did find a therapist and things like that to really help me with the eating disorder and having a new light and a new relationship with food is what really inspired the, you know, going on to really study health and study weight loss and all that stuff. And that's kind of where things started to begin. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, like I'm, I'm so sorry for all that you went through. Eating disorders are really tough. Um, I can relate. I I think I was probably a freshman in high school when I started becoming bulimic. And this was back <clears throat> in the early 90s. And back then, like there was only one definition of pretty or beautiful. That was it. It was like, unless yeah. you were Crawford or, you know, one of the size two models, anything outside of that, like size two, size four, like you were fat, you were ugly. No one was going to like you. Um, you know, and I remember back then (laughs) everyone was like, all right, what poison are you on? You know, are you on Dexatrim? Are you on some pills? Are you on, you Mm -hmm. know, growing up? Are you starving yourself? Like what's your poison? You know? And it was really bad. I was hospitalized, um, that year through it. And that's when I was like, okay, and, and same, I was probably about eight or nine the first time a family member made a comment to me too, where it was like, oh, you're getting pretty chunky, you know, aren't you? And oh. I was just like, you know, who puts that in a child's mind? So there's yeah, so much of your story that I can relate to that, you know, is, is heartbreaking on so many levels. And as a, as a mom of two teenage daughters, I've just tried to be so, so, so conscious of literally mm-hmm. every single thing I say to them and building them up and, you know, teaching them how to love themselves and all that kind of stuff. But, um, so for you, once you had kind of gotten that spark of like, Hey, maybe it doesn't have to be this way forever. What was, what was like that next thing? Because there's the diet industry, you know, one of probably the biggest industries in the U S our diets feed the diet industry. Um, so there's tons of different options, you know, I'm sure you were probably like everybody else, like inundated with keto Atkins, like, here's all these ways that you can lose weight. Like, where did you turn initially to try and see if you could, um, I guess, get healthier and, you know, leave the bulimia piece of that behind and and get well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I'm not sure if you're referring to like when I, 
I'll just say this. I, first and foremost, I needed help. You know, I need, I know I needed help. I couldn't do this on my own. Um, if I could have, I would have by that point. I needed help. I needed direction. I needed support. I needed accountability. So I needed professional help and I needed, you know, because I just, you know, I don't have, it's not like I can call my mom. Like I didn't have really like a support circle in general in my life. So I knew that accountability piece was, was huge for me. And so, yeah, once, once I did get the support I needed and, and overcame the, the eating disorder, that's where, that's when, you know, during that is when I healed my relationship with food. Like I didn't, there was no good food and bad food. I learned intuitive eating and that's really, that was my foundation. That's really what started it for me. And I will say at that point, when I was seeking help, um, I, I was pretty much like my end point to that chapter was I'm already like miserable. I'm already killing myself to do this through it. Like I rather just feel good. If I can, if I can only pick one or if I can have any at all, I, I just want to feel good. I just want to be healthy. Screw the weight. This is my forever. It, it is what it is. It's okay. I was almost at peace with it. Yeah. And I started doing the other things that weren't, wouldn't result in weight loss, like exercising because of the endorphins and starting my day off that way instead of, okay, I got to stay on here 20 more minutes to run the rest of these cows. You know, it, that was just exhausting. So I just did things with a totally different intention. And that's where, you know, mindset comes in and everything. And that's where then I started to lose weight, like effortlessly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to try anymore. And, that, and, it- and yeah, that is what I loved about your story because, um, I, I mean, for me a hundred percent, it was when I started working on my mindset in relation to my beliefs about my body in relation to, ex- you know, my beliefs about exercise, about how my body responds, all of those things. Like I had never had success before three years ago, really. Um, in my whole life and I'd done everything. I mean, I'd run a marathon. I had done, you know, keto, I'd done Atkins. I had (laughs) killed myself in a million different ways. Um, I'd had trainers. I'd gone through the entire gamut, Weight Watchers, you name it. Um, but I realized, I think the last trainer that I had caught me (laughs) and, and it's funny because I am a mindset coach. I'm always very honest on the show of like how I'm learning and how I'll catch myself when, um, when I don't even notice, cause that's, it will happen to a lot of us. Right. We'll be like, no, I practice what I preach. I practice what I preach. And then someone from the outside can call you on this one area that you just totally missed. Right. And, uh, I had this trainer who every time we would work out, I'd be like, yeah, cool. We can do that. I'm, I'm down for it. And that's what I'm paying you for. But I'm telling you right now, like I'll probably gain weight in this process. Like there's no way I'm going to lose weight. It's never going to happen. Tried everything under the sun. They're like, no, 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 I got you. And sure enough, I gained almost 20 pounds working with them. And I was like, what did I tell you? You know, and they literally were like, well, every single day you came, you said you were going to gain weight. Every single day you came, you said it didn't matter how hard you worked, you weren't going to lose weight. And I was like, that piece piece held you back. Yeah. And so it was literally like I started my self-pride challenge and, and all that really was, was I just did an experiment and I was like, okay, well, what if I only change my thoughts in relation to this. Like if I work out, cool. If, you know, I choose a salad over a hamburger, cool. But none of that was part of it. It was literally like, Hey, what if I just tell myself the weight falls off easily? I feel fantastic. I'm getting better every day. My energy is upping every day. Like I can't believe it's easy just all over and over and over again. And it was crazy in 30 days. It inspired me to get up and start walking 
every day to continue. And I lost 11 pounds and six weeks or something. And I hadn't, I had never lost that beautiful doing anything. And I was like, yep. okay, there's really something, you know, behind those two connecting. So I love that that's what it was for you. And do you think that going through getting help with the bulimia and the therapy aspect of it is what helped you kind of put that connection together on how your mind was kind of guiding everything and what those belief systems were that you were kind of reinforcing. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, after hearing you say it with your version of it, it's like all that's in there is all these limiting beliefs that are holding you back. That's all it is there. And that's all, it has nothing to do with physical. It's all in your head. It's all beliefs. And yeah, I needed professional help to work through that. Not everybody may, but considering I had an eating disorder for such a long time, like I definitely needed professional help. Yeah. And I think most people don't know how to change their mindset or how to attack those limiting beliefs. How did you start going about doing that? That was, that was when I started going back to school. Cause that's when, you know, I, I, I just said how I hated school. I did. I really hated school now. Oh my God, I can't learn enough. If I'm getting a shower, I could be learning something. It may be an issue sometimes, but like I always, I'm just want to absorb everything. And so, you know, just by doing my own research and, and it was just so interesting, you know, all the self-help books and the information out there that, that has to do with mindset and really where I, but where I really, really first started learning about that was in school with holistic medicine and holistic nutrition and things like that. It was very you know, yin and yang, like just, just that side of things that people aren't so familiar with. And it really opened my mind up to what a limiting belief is and mindset. If you just said these words to me, you know, even 10 years ago, I'd be like, mindset, why does mindset matter? Why would I sign up for a weight loss program that has mindset as the number one priority? Yeah. Because I'm telling you it matters. Yeah. Oh my God. It matters so much. It's, it's almost mind blowing to me these days that there are still programs that don't incorporate that. Right. What are you doing? You know, I think every single personal trainer should be able to teach their client how to talk to themselves, at least in a session, you know, right? (laughs) if, if not beyond that, but if you are like I was in the whole time, I'm telling myself, I'm not going to get a result, but I'm hustling and I'm putting in the work, you know, had my trainer on day one been like, Hey, when you work with me, we don't do that. Here's what we do instead. You know, I want yeah. you to talk to yourself like this in every session. When you go home, I want you to talk to yourself like this, like period, end of story that these two things go together, do these two things while you're with me. Right. And I would have, yeah. I promise you probably lost the 20 pounds instead of gained the 20 pounds in, in that aspect. So the fact that you're, that all of your approach is incorporating those two things, I think is really amazing. How have you seen your clients react to that? Do you, do you get I'll be honest. resistance or do you like kind of get the same thing where people are like, oh my God, this makes so much sense putting these two things together. Yeah. Well, I, I like, I accept my clients. Not everybody's just like, oh, we're, you know, I'm signing up. Let's get started. Like it's more, it like, it's a meeting. There has to be a connection. We both have to be aligned. If you're coming to me for, Hey, I, I don't want that mindset stuff. Can we just skip over that part? Can I get a discount if we skip over that part? Right. Can I? You know, and it's, it's now because you won't be successful and I won't be successful as your coach. So I would, I wouldn't say resistance because I wouldn't even work with anybody that wouldn't wouldn't have an open mind. They're not teachable. Um, But, you know, I've had people be like, oh, like, what's that? And they're curious and it's life-changing. It's like, oh, like just, 
you see the light in people, like, like how they light up when they have that confidence, when they, when they have that, when the limiting beliefs are gone and they really have a strong mindset and a strong outlook on things. Yeah. Are there ways that you build your confidence either today or, you know, teach your clients to do that um, and build a new belief system? Do you have kind of practices that you do or, um, you know, specific things that have worked really well for you? Do you use mottos, affirmations, or, or how do you do that? Affirmations are a good one. Affirmations and self-care in general, just taking the time to just to just be, be by yourself, you know, whether you have kids, whether you have a partner, just having that time to just really, you know, meditating, things like that to really get in touch with yourself. And, you know, it's, it's the clarity that you gain by doing that. And by having clarity, you're able to really tap into a clear mindset and having a positive outlook. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say affirmations are big. Is there, for me, you know, I'm a big believer in understanding why you want to do anything. Cause I think it's the ultimate motivator. If, if you haven't kind of identified or tapped into the real reason, not the surface reason, but the real reason, I think we're just so easily discouraged and it's so easy for us to quit anything. Um, and when it came to my weight loss journey, I mean, my whole life, I was just brainwashed on how you're supposed to do it, right? You're supposed to want like the 10, 20, 30 pound weight loss. You're supposed to want the three gene size drop. You're supposed to want, you know, all of these very arbitrary things, honestly, that to me felt like failure. The whole thing felt like failure, right? So if your goal was to lose 10 pounds and all you lost was eight, like you failed, you didn't hit your goal. Instead of Mm -hmm. celebrating and supporting, you know, what you did do and the fact that you're showing up and all of those types of things. Um, And so I think like understanding what changed a lot for me the last couple of years when, when I was doing the challenge was understanding all the real life impacts that mattered to me. Like I no longer cared if I dropped two band sizes. What I cared about is that I could walk up a flight of stairs and have a conversation with someone or even just like not feel like I'm having a heart attack at the top of the stairs. Like that was, that was like right. the list, right? Yeah. And I came up with a list of like 30 things that were like that. They were all super um, tangible in that I would know when they happen. For instance, like if I'm in a yoga class, a goal is to, you know, in forward fold, be able to touch my palms to the floor, right? So they were things that I could check off and, and work towards. So the day that that happens, you're like, oh my God, this is the day that happened, right? Um, but they weren't any of the old shit. Like there was nothing about numbers. There was nothing about any of that, but it became like super exciting looking for how the real life application was starting to come to life, right? Like how I was like meeting these, these benchmarks and things like that. So how, what does your approach look like? You know, I am assuming probably a lot of your clients have that same brainwashing of like, nope, I'm coming to her for 25 pounds. Like I need my 25 mm-hmm. pounds. What's, what's your thought yeah. on all of that? Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a fan of numbers, but everybody does have that goal. Like I recently, somebody said 147 pounds. What, no, 127 pounds. You're like, and I'm just like, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so specific. Well, it's because that's what I was, you know, da, 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 da. You're holding on to that. So yeah, when you put, it's like, it's being specific is good, especially when you're going after your goals and manifestation and things like that. But to say, I want to be a size this, I want that number. 
the thing is it goes, it's really like what you said before. It's like, you're chasing, you don't want to be a size two. You don't want to be skinny. You want, you want how that feels. You want to feel fit. You want to feel lighter. You want to feel like you can go up the steps. You want to feel like you're flexible and can do all these positions in yoga. So really it's, it's, it's that, that's what you're chasing. And you can't chase that by not doing the internal work. And I would say that, yeah, the, the small sustainable goals are are really what I go after. Like if you have, if I have somebody come to me that doesn't work out at all and doesn't go to the gym, I say, go twice this week for 10 minutes. Chances are you're already there. You're probably going to do five minutes more or something, but just, just knowing you got there. Cause if you start with that black and white thinking like this week, I'm going to go to the, all right, this, this is the week. It's the new year. This is a new week. I'm going to go five days this week and I'm going to give it my all. You're either going to hurt yourself, exhaust yourself, or it's too daunting that you're not going to do that. That's so much. You can't, you can't run before you walk kind of thing. I love, love, love that. Cause that's the other thing that drove me crazy, right? Like I would start the new year off all my resolutions. I'm going to work out five for an hour, five days a week and this, that, and the other thing. And that was the other kind of big epiphany that I had was, Hey, what if I move my body just 10 minutes a day, like Mm -hmm. intention, in other words, like not just like running to pick up the kids, this, that, or the other thing, but like actually saying, okay, for 10 minutes, I'm going to walk the dog. Or honestly, if it's raining outside for 10 minutes, I'm going to walk around my couch while I watch housewives. (laughs) Like, but intentionally, I'm going to say, this is my 10 minutes and I'm going to do it. Right. And then you get to this place where you're stacking wins and you're like, Ooh, I did 10 minutes. I felt kind of good. Maybe I'm going to do 30. And so then all of a sudden that extra 20 minutes becomes like this total confidence booster where you're like, damn, I'm a badass. I just did double what I thought. And if people just kind of like understood that concept, if you, if you set your, your goals or your idea of what you want based on how do I win, 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 and what do I get day has like one little win over the next little win. Then I'm not forcing myself to get motivated every day. Then I'm not like dragging my ass out of the, you know, bed and trying to get to the gym and hating every single second of it. I am instead like letting the winds propel me to the next thing because I want to do the next thing. Cause I'm excited to do the next thing. Cause I'm ready to do the next thing. Um, so I love that, that, that philosophy is there too. Cause I always feel like, trainers typically are like, nope, you got to do <laughs> the hour, yeah. the 45 oh. minute arms and the 45 minute legs. And, you know, like everything is really arbitrary. So I love that. Like your approach is like, Hey, it's okay. We can, we can get the, these wins. We can stack these wins. We can get better. And all of that, I think just makes a lot of sense, you know, from a common sense standpoint, it's like, Hey, why wouldn't I want to do something when I feel like I'm winning versus feeling like I'm coming short, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. What, what tips do you have for uh, everyone out there listening on, you know, if they have made the commitment this year, I want to be healthy this year. I want to, you know, live my best life. I do want to lose weight. Where should they start? What's a good starting point? That's a good question. I would tell them to really it's get rid of all the rules, get rid of all the things they think they know, or someone told them they should be doing you have to really take a step back. And one thing I always say is, and it relates to even going to the gym or, you know, exercising and keeping these promises to yourself. It's, it's remember your why, why nobody's making you go to the gym tomorrow. No, nobody's standing there. Like it's not your job. It's not your boss. It's, 
it's you, you decided you wanted to do that. So why do you want to do that? So really it's, you know, really again, sit with yourself and figure out your why, why do you want to lose weight? What does that mean for you? What does that do for you? And let that be your motivation. Because again, nobody's forcing you to do anything. Nobody's telling you to lose weight. You want to lose weight and remember why you want to do that, whether it's physically or, you know, to see your kids grow up and your grandkids and be able to play with them and be, you know, it's, it's, it's remembering your why that's, that's my first tip. Yeah, absolutely. And almost, you know, visualizing what it will be like when you're there too. That helped me a lot as well, you know, because I think if you've been in a space where you've been heavy a really long time, or you've been miserable in your body for a really long time, that is one of the hardest things. Like you just can't imagine feeling differently. You can't imagine looking differently. You can't imagine people treating you differently. And, you know, so I think like anytime you can tap into anything for me, I went on Pinterest and I started looking at, um, women who were the fitness level that I wanted to be not like skinny women running. I was, you know, I'm a curvy chick. I want to stay a curvy chick. I just want to be a healthy, fit, vibrant, curvy chick. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I, I was really conscious of, I didn't want to put even on my future board, women who were like stick figures or whatever. I, I wanted to visualize what my body would look like at its best when I'm feeling my best. And that helped me a lot to see like, Hey, I don't have to go for this standard, you know, stick figure yoga person that's all the pictures, right. I can go for my own version of it. Um, and that, that helped, I think, you know, um, tips or techniques on, on helping that woman kind of maybe imagine what her life is going to be like when she starts reaching some of those goals, if she never has before. Yeah. I mean, like you said, visualizing, really picturing, you know, you're, you're not going to be different. You're not picturing a whole different version of yourself. You're picturing because you can picture it. It, You, you couldn't want it if you couldn't picture it. So you have something in there and to just really think about that and hold on to what's possible because like, I really, truly believe there's, there's nothing untouchable. You, there's nothing in this world you can't go after. There's just no, no reason. I mean, unless it's obviously, unless whatever, sure there's yeah. stipulations, yeah. but really, truly. And, and I was, I was in that other side of that. We're thinking, you know, that, that's never going to be me. And going back to comparing it to my best friend growing up, you know, to this day, I, you know, she's, she's, probably not where she wants to be physically beautiful girl, still, still in wonderful shape, but our bodies, even though I'm thin now and I have a, a fit figure, my body is, it's true. I doesn't look nothing like right. hers, but I love my body. Like I love my body now. And I never thought I could say that. And I think with doing the work and, and putting it, you know, really investing in yourself time-wise, money-wise and, and all the things it really, you really do learn to love your body in, in so many ways. Yeah. And that's because it's your body and you worked for it. Yeah. It changes everything. Right. And I think that mind component is so important as your physical body is transforming to reinforce the mind part too. Right. Because we've all heard those stories of someone who lost the hundred pounds or lost like the big amount of weight and was still miserable and still didn't feel the way or felt exactly the same as they did when, you know, they were heavy and they have 
at this point, maybe body dysmorphia or they, they, they can't like mentally be in the new body or appreciate the, the new body. And so to me, training my mind as I'm going along, like saying, I love my body saying, God, I look sexy. God, I look better every day. Oh, you know, I love that. I can like now see my shoulders or whatever. Yeah. Like, even if you don't feel it, which by the way, in the beginning, you will never feel it. That's the whole point. Like I'm intentionally <laughs> telling myself something I don't feel, but that I want to feel, I think of it as like a roadmap, right? Like it's laying the road ahead so that one day I do wake up and actually feel that way. You know, just yeah. like you just said, I never imagined that I could confidently say that and a hundred percent mean it, but that didn't mm -hmm. just happen magically. It didn't even just happen because your body changed. It happened because all along the way you were removing that voice that was telling you it wasn't possible. The, the voice that was telling you whatever, you know, um, mm -hmm. and turning it into one that was building you up and that was encouraging you and, you know, all, all of that. I just think it's such a critical component. Otherwise yeah. you'll, you'll get to the, the result you want and feel the same and no one wants that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the same thing. Like they're the people that lose all this weight or that, you know, they, they get in wonderful shape. It's, and they're still miserable because they, they skipped over the most important part. They skipped yeah. over that piece that that's going to matter. Yeah. yeah. yeah I love it so much. You can, you can lose weight on, on keto and the diets and all that stuff, but it's, 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 you're not fixing the problem, you know? Yeah. That underlying piece, you got to, that's why they say mind and body, right? The the connection is just in, it's insane. Right. And if you're yeah. doing one and not the other, you're not going to get the results lined up the way that you want them to be. Well, I love this so much. Thank you so much, Brianna, for coming on, sharing some of your story uh, really quick. We, we talked a little bit about your before. So can you tell us about your personal transformation? Like what, yes. does that, yeah, yeah. What did that look like? What was your before and after? So I, um, I, I lost 60 pounds and that was, we, you know, we had talked about it briefly, you know, I have had, I, my journey is so long, but it doesn't mean it takes that long to lose weight. I had a lot of things personally that I had to, of course, tackle first, but really from my heaviest to my after photos that I typically share, that's a 60 pound weight difference in about a year, year and a half. No. So yeah, I love, I do love to work out and I really honestly do love to eat healthy. So it's not yeah. like I'm sitting here saying, Oh, you can eat junk because I yeah. do very much praise keeping the junk in. I eat Twizzlers every single day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was, um, I, I work out daily still. And, and that's it's something so I've always different. done. It's, it's to me, it's when I had this epiphany, like three or four years ago, it's completely different. Like before when I wanted to do a diet and you have all this restrictive stuff and all these things you're not supposed to eat it's almost like all day long, they're calling to you like all day long. Oh yeah. And it's oh, just yeah. this continuous war that's happening. And once I started, you know, changing my thoughts and how I thought about my body and all of that stuff and just started working out because I was feeling better and it just kept leading to me wanting to do it more. I almost never think about food anymore, which is shocking to me. I know because my whole life up to that point, And so I was probably like 43 when I started the challenge, my whole life up to that point, I thought about food or my body 90% of the, my waking hours, like yes, obsessively and not in a good way. Right. So to now be at a point where it like it just, I just don't think about it either way. And anyone who follows me on social media knows I don't restrict my diet in any fucking way at all. <laughs> like I love to cook love it. I eat a shit ton of pasta. I eat whatever the fuck I want, 
but I don't, um, I don't know. It's just not a thing. Like I eat what I yeah. want when I want and I go about my life. Like, yeah. And when you're on the other side of that, it's, you don't think that life is possible. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm, this is the way I think this is forever. But yeah, I, now I only think about food when I'm hungry before right. it was literally from the time I woke up till I went yep. to bed, I was either thinking about my body or thinking about food. A hundred percent. Constant battle. Yep. And yeah. now when I am hungry, I'm like, what would be the best, <laughs> you know, like I'm instead of yeah. like, well, what's the least calories or what's whatever. If I'm, what do I, I want? I'm like, what do, what I, do want? I want the most? Yeah. Like I'm going yeah. with the thing I want the most and I'll eat till I'm full and whatever, you know, like it's just yeah. letting go of that obsession, which happened slowly for me over time through retraining my brain. It wasn't even like, Oh, I'm going to sit down and stop obsessing. Cause I don't think I could have done that, but it was through like right. slowly teaching myself how to think about both myself and my body and food, like food is, food is good. Like I'm Italian, yeah. you go over to, to Italy and food is the joy of the day. Like food is oh. the pleasure and the passion of the day. And I'm like, man, this is what I'm talking about. Right. Like, and nobody's tripping on everyone has pasta three times a day. So please. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And no one's ever after... weight. That's the crazy thing. No one's ever weight. So really? No. Like it's That's amazing. amazing. Not that so, I'm shocked, but but yeah. yeah. Oh, there's no one overweight and there's no gyms over there. There's like no diet culture, period. There's no diet anything. Wow. There's what a world. Yeah. All diet, um, like you can't buy a diet coke in Europe at all. Like all the diet stuff is outlawed because it's so fucking bad for you. Like they don't even sell it. Um, so that's when that in 2016, when I went over there and I was exposed to that, I was like, wait a second, <laughs> maybe everything I've thought about food is completely whack, you know, and just isn't yeah. reality. like there's a different way to live. So I yeah. love it. where can everyone go to learn more from you, uh, work with you and, and on and on, where's the best place they can find you. So I'm definitely a TikToker and an Instagram goer. Um, so weight loss coach Bree on TikTok. Um, my website's just behold.com. Um, and my well, my name on Brianna on Instagram is Brianna Angstat. Perfect. And I will uh, link all of those in the show notes. Thank you so much, Brianna, for sharing all of uh, your amazingness, your tips and, and your story. I love when someone is teaching through their own experience um, and through their own journey. It's so powerful. So thanks so much for being on the show. Yes. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. Until next time, get out there and hustle and thrive. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on the Sarah Centrella Show.